Jerks in the Fourth Row, back with another podcast. As always, I'm joined virtually from Gosstown by my brother. Tim, what's going on, man? Hey, yo. Happy to be here. So, happy to have you. So today, what we're going to be doing isn't going to feel new, but as the dog and I were looking back, I don't think we've actually done a full podcast where we just compared fictional characters. So we're going to call this one, for lack of a better term, Fictional Character Showdown. And the concept of, of this is, is that Dog and I have come up with five categories, and in, the, in each category, we're going to have two fictional characters duel it out for whoever we think is either funniest, toughest, whatever. We'll go through the five categories. Actually, Dog, why don't you go through the five categories that we have uh, planned out? So, number one is, uh, uh, again, these are all fictional characters, is who's funnier between two fictional caricature characters. So these are kind of supposed to be, you know, not just like funny, you know, uh, simple characters, but more outlandish. And then number two is the fictional fight. Um, two fictional characters in a fight, um, th- which self-explanatory, uh, who wins? Uh, number three is, uh, the, how would you phrase that one? Who's the hunk or yeah, who, who, who gets the girl? Who's the hunk or who's, who's going to get the girl? You put these, you throw these guys in a room with, with the girl, who's going to walk out, you know, holding their hand, you know, who's going to get the girl. So that, I think that's who's most likely to get the girl. That's what we'll call that category. Who's the hunk, right? Yep, and then uh, number four is the serial killer showdown, um, which is uh, again two serial killers versus each other. Essentially, you know what uh, predator predator versus alien. Uh, alien. <laughs> you know what I mean, but uh, damn it, you, you took my last one. No, you can't. That's already a movie. You can't have brought that one. <laughs> I'd be ashamed of you. <clears throat> That's so lazy. Um, uh, and then the last one is um, a fictional character you could bring to life. So between two characters, you get to you have to choose which one you'd bring to life. Okay. Um, and be a real person in our in our world. So, okay. So we're going to be going so, over. So uh, dog dog has dog has gotten five or five matchups. I've gotten five matchups. Um, so we're going to be talk discussing each other's. So how, actually, you tell me, Doug. How are we doing this? Are you going to just present it to me and say who would you choose, or we both get to react to each other's, or what do you want to do? Yeah. So so Phil and I are each kind of in the blind a little bit to the, what the other one is bringing to the table, and it's a gut reaction thing. So it's an either or. So um, and that de- definitely uh, will present. Uh, starting off the bat, um, I'll bring to you my first comedic duo because this is how it all how this got spawned or the idea is essentially me and my roommate Maddie just sitting around watching these movies and we'll be like and doing taking the rating system to uh to our gut and saying how it holds up essentially be like well if, if this is rated higher but if that's funnier like it, it essentially stems from that so so getting into it right off the bat um so my my first two who is funnier Ron Burgundy or Austin Powers. <laughs> oh man, um, that I'm laughing because you'll you'll have to hear mine after this. But um, I'm going Austin Powers. I don't. This is gut reaction. I don't have to think too much. I remember laughing extremely hard at both Anchorman and Austin Powers when they first came out. 
But something about Mike Myers' face with like those glasses and the teeth and the his whole aura is is just way more funny. That and I think Austin Powers two and three were I didn't get sick of them. Whereas in Anchorman two, I'm like, okay, this this shtick isn't holding up. Exactly. So I'm gonna go Austin. Exactly. Pa- I'm gonna go Austin Powers. I think I went the same way. So Matt and I had this exact same conversation, um, and. So we discussed the longevity of the character. So Austin Powers has, does have a little bit more longevity, whereas, but where I think Ron Burgundy at his height, I, like the funniest moments in Anchorman 1 might be funnier than any Austin Powers moments. Yeah, so... I don't know. It's so, debatable. No, no. His, they say this in sports all the time. Ron Burgundy's sealer might, ceiling might be higher, but Austin Powers operates on a, on a higher consistent level. And that's what we're going for. Yeah. At least yeah. when it comes to comedy, I want to be laughing more often rather than harder at times. Because there's there's yeah. funny movie no. there's funny parts in like a Rob Schneider movie, but they, there's no way that Rob Schneider the animal is funnier than Tommy Boy. You know what I mean? Like it's it's uh, if you're gonna put those two oh, up I, together up together. I considered pairing uh, making you choose between a Rob Schneider and a in the Chris Kattan movie, but I. <laughs> Veered away from it. So. All right. Who, who did you? Who did you? So with? the reason I was laughing at the at the Ron Burgundy is because I was trying to find two Will Ferrell characters to go up against each other. So I'm gonna go Will mm. Ferrell Ricky as Ricky Bobby in Talladega Nights, and then Chaz Michael Michaels in uh, Blades of Glory. Who is the funny? They're both played Those by the same really- guy, so that variable is out. Who is the funny funnier character? No, that's a really good like comparison because they're not they're definitely not will ferrell's absolute funniest characters no. um but they're still like they're still on like the same like c plus b minus level um gut reaction ricky bobby i mean just be <laughs> i want us to but disagree but... i want us to disagree but I, that's who i had to go yeah sorry Cut i mean off. ricky bobby it's just a funnier like so the the movie I think is just funnier in general, um, but some of the scenes he he finds himself in, like what I find myself quoting, what what do I, I don't know what to do with my hands, like his hands just rising up into the shot as they are right now, um, but no, I mean Chaz Michael Michaels also it's like the shtick is so heavy, although I'm totally in for it because I'm just a huge Will Ferrell fan, so anytime he's gonna do something big and goofy, I'm either gonna buy into it or reject it completely. But anyways, no I. I think Chaz Michael Michaels also, which I've I've watched Blades of Glory recently. Almost, it's it almost it's it's almost too on the nose and like they it, again in terms of like the the longevity. I I would watch Talladega Nights too. I'm not sure if I'd watch Blades of Glory too. Actually, no, I'd still would, but I'd be I'd be more apt to watch Talladega Nights too. Yeah, I think Talladega Nights was a fun. Their characters are very similar. They're both like brash, know it all, like. I'm dumb, but I'm just a savant at this sport, if you want to call either figure skating or NASCAR a sport. Figure skating probably more than NASCAR. Anyways, and and it's, they're one-off sports. He's, he's playing the same kind of character, but which one's funnier? Is he like the dumb Southern ideal? Not to say that everyone from, from the South is dumb. It's You know what I mean? It's just like that dumb race car jock. In, it's a caricature. He's a yeah. caricature. 
Like, yeah. yeah. Or 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 the semi, you know, he's in tights and there's always there's always alluded to like, you know, holding people's crotches up and just kind of like those yeah, uncomfortable he's a, he's situations diva, and he's essentially a male diva figure skater is, is <laughs> what he is. Okay. It's Chad Michael. Chaz Michael Michaels, which is just funny in itself. I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go with Ricky Bobby. I mean, he, although the whole the whole bit where Chaz Michael Michaels, I'm a sex addict. I crossed it there. Sorry. <laughs> like he he just said something extremely inappropriate, but then like twists it around on himself. Like, ah, like I'm so sorry. I'm a sex addict. It's so tough. <laughs> it's it's funny. It, it, that movie actually holds up. Blades of Glory holds up a little bit better than I thought it would. Um, but Talladega Nights, I think it's all about the pairing, too, of who he's with, too. So Ricky Bobby, he's with Kale Nalton Jr., uh, uh, John C. Riley. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in Blades of Glory, he's with John Hader, uh, who I, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of. He's got one of those punchable faces. Yeah. Uh, but No, I, anyway, I agree with so you. Riley, Riley pulls more out of him than, than uh, Napoleon Dynamite would, John Hader. All right, let's let's move on to the fictitious fight. Since you led off with your com- comedic, I'll lead off with my fictitious, fictitious fight. Two very uh, recognizable. There, I, I kind of wanted to go deep on this, and I, I we, maybe we can get into honorable mentions later. But in the end, for us and for our listeners, I kind of went with two standards that I'm hoping everyone listening will know, um, and that's Jason Bourne versus John McClane. So Bourne Identity versus Die Hard. Who you got? Uh, that's an easy one. I mean, Bourne. I'm glad. I mean, I, I have this crossed out. I had Bourne or Bond, but I have that crossed out. Um, but I, I think Bourne is definitely the way more lethal than. Um, than who was your second one? So or, oh, Bruce McLean. Willis. Yeah. So McLean has dumb luck on his side. Well, I guess Bourne has a, a tiny bit of it, but but Bourne is is way more calculated. Jason Bourne is way more calculated than McLean and. I think again, you put the two up against each other, and Jason Bourne—he's just like a computer. He reads the other person and just like knows the counteraction. Sure. So I, I honestly, I was gonna take Bourne over Bond as well. That was one of my. I didn't end up going with that, but I think Jason Bourne is one of the more. So we also talked about doing assassin versus assassin as well, which I would allow Bourne in if you were to consider an assassin. Sure. Yep. Um, and he he finds a way. He just mono a mono. He finds a way to you know read the other person so well. It seems. Yeah. So I mean, the the reason I chose uh, I don't know, and I haven't. I, I I told myself I'd probably make this up on the fly as far as who I was gonna choose. I'm trying to think of reasons to take Bruce Willis or to take John McClane. And I think you're right. I think it's te- it's it's technical versus toughness. Jason Bourne versus Bruce, and ah, I just Bruce. So especially in like the Live Free or Die Hard, he goes up against these guys who are calculated, who are like these trained assassins that that the Bourne is, and he always wins. So that's why I wanted to kind of have the comparison, like the Tim Affiliate. No, the, he definitely got the dumb luck, like I said right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. so so kind of to like your point of a, from a you know a few podcasts ago, like would you rather have you know Vin Diesel or Mr. Magoo on your side? Because like who usually comes out on top, no matter what? 
and John McClain always yeah. does. I mean, he usually either gets shot or shoots someone or does the behind the back, you know, yippee ki you know, motherfucker. It'd be a great, be a great matchup because there are multiple goals. Like, maybe in the first one, Bourne gets beat, but he like gets tossed into a river, and then all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> like you know, the, 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 the Moby song at the end. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> so you know, there would be more than one of those. So, yeah. So I, I know it would definitely it would it'd take three movies to figure out who would win. Oh, for sure, three rounds in the. So it would it would have to be. In, it also comes down to setting too. Like if yeah, if we're in like the European monorail, I'm taking Jason Bourne all day. Uh, but if you're like in a building with you know that with no guns, uh, I don't know. I don't know. If you just threw them in like a, a boxing ring, I don't know. If they're in a bar fight, who wins? McLean probably. If you so if, this is, in, in this movie somehow the CIA has recruited John McLean to hunt down Jason Bourne, who's still rogue. Um, I will so, be I will like, be day one in the fourth row with you, dog, watching that movie. I think uh, I'm just. I th- born, he was born to die hard. <laughs> this thing, this thing writes itself. It's this this trilogy. It's already a trilogy. You know, we. I, yes, yes. So I, I think you, I think you know that. I think I'd be forcing, forcing it if I, if I chose John McLean. So I'm gonna agree with you on this one too, and go Jason Bourne. I think he wins. Yeah, I mean, just out of sheer uh, ability, he's again, he's the the more lethal of the two. Although, although McLean has that luck, Jason Bourne goes for the jugular every time. All right, so sw- switching gears completely, actually. Nope. Well, what for my? Oh, you got the you got your fight one, right? Yeah. Okay, sorry. So, so switching gears completely in this in the realms of fighting and in the setting. So, not who would you take it in? It would essentially have to be a sword fight between Game of Thrones, Jon Snow, mm-hmm. and Lord of the Rings, Aragorn. Mm. Um, I think I'm going to go with Aragorn. Uh, and the reason I can see... The reason is because it's, it's almost like the same argument that we just had. He's way more technical and skilled, whereas I think Jon Snow is just kind of brought along and there's a lot of, dead, a lot of dumb luck. Um, he, had, he had some... He swung the sword pretty well at the end. And he... I mean, when he was determined, when he went after Ramsay in the Battle of the Bastards, mm-hmm. like, nothing was going to stop him, dude. Like, and if he dies, he... Spoiler alert... You could just come back to life. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I'm I'm saying we're ringing the bell. Ding, ding, ding. Who cares if he comes back to life? Once he's dead, then the, the match is over. You can whatever he wants to do to recover or come back to life after. He has proven that he can be killed. So I'm gonna go. But if it's a sword, straight up sword fight, I'm still going Aragon. I'm still going with with the king. Yeah. No, I got it. Strider. Uh, I, I, I would go with Aragorn as well, but I mean, yeah, but you're right. No, that's, if, if you bring up the point of once he's dead, he's dead. Whereas Jason Bourne, although like he might escape death barely, he's still like alive and in the fight technically. Mm-hmm. So, so I got to rewatch anyways. those movies. I, I forget what it was, but the Lord of the Rings came up in like one of my searches. I'm just like. I hope like one day we just get like a big snow day or whatever. I'm just going to rip through one or two of those movies. Because I, I haven't watched them in probably like six or seven years, Lord of the Rings. Oh, wow. I, I watched them almost 
yearly. Um, and I was just saying to Matt the other day, I said, it's almost time for me to watch Lord of the Rings again. <laughs> but like, I, yeah, Snow, it's the, I just, it's a, it's a comfort watch for sure. It's good. Um, They're good. But the, the movie won an Oscar and deserved it. And I'm not, usually not into like that sci-fi stuff. I think I've explained before my feelings of Game of Thrones. I just watched it. And it's more fantasy. Yeah. 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 And it's, that's not, that's not usually my game and Game of Thrones just had me locked in. I'm sorry, not Game of Thrones, so, sorry, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings had me very captivated. Yeah, I mean, but they were similar characters in terms of, like, they had, like, this history, long history, and, like, this greatness almost bestowed upon them, and they were forced to act in certain ways. Anyway, so, but I think in a fight, yeah, Aragorn is, he's just, like, a, he's just, he's just so badass. <laughs> All right, um, so four, t- four decisions, three of which already have been including Will Ferrell, and then we've all we've agreed on every single one. So this is going well. Yeah. This is going good. Yeah, really We're, diverse. Well, we uh, brothers. <laughs> two diverse, two diverse uh, people talking about this. Really. Um, all right. So what's next? Most likely the hunk the hunk award. Most likely to get the girl. Who you got? Yeah. So I thought, uh, and I gotta give. As I always do, Maddie Riley, some credit here on this one. I thought this was a great question. Um, Joey from Friends or Barney from How I Met Your Mother, who's Neil Patrick Harris's character. Both okay. like guys who are yeah. constantly having a girlfriend almost, you know, on the on the daily. Comedic womenizers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you could say that. Um, okay. Well, we got to stay within character, not who they are in real life, right? Because I think that that would be... Yeah, yeah. Um, the character. Joey or Barney? Joey or Barney. Oh, man, that's good. Um, I think I'm gonna go if it's... Are we in 2021 or are we in 1996 right now? This is, again, at their peak. This is, uh... This is just the characters. I okay, you put the characters in. All right, I'm gonna go Joey on this one. I think he's. I think he's bringing more to the table. He's an actor. He he doesn't seem as squirrely. He seems more genuine. I think girls would read through the. Uh, what do they call him now? Fuck boys that Barney was, and Joey's more than that. Yeah. There's some depth to Joey, and I think that the girls. Would, can now see can now see if they couldn't back in like the 90s or the you know how I met your mothers was supposed to be what like the 80s or 90s then they can today so modern day modern day selection would be Joey he he, he gets the no, I think I think you're right that like Joey has that that almost like that dumb innocence about him like he's genuine you know, he's, he's genuine he's we're more genuine right whereas NPH is just like you're you're just another number to him, right. like, seemingly, or not MPH Barney, should I say? But I thought the two characters were really good comparisons. So if they're going, all right. But here's the, all right. They're both going head to head for for one single girl. This is the game, and you think that Joey comes out with it? I do. So yeah. I guess it depends on the girl. Uh, oh, so it, well, it always depends on the girl. You're right. You're right. But I'm saying this is like a out of ten Mark. times who who wins six. You know, five and a half or more. Out of a hundred times, who wins fifty-one or more? Because yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's gonna have different tastes. But I think right. that over the long run, Joey, Joey ends up being that guy. Joey's the hunk more. I think Joey's the hunk more so than the womanizer. Yeah, and dad bods, dad bods are in. So Joey's kind of got that yeah. thickness to him. You know, 
Barney's a little slighter. Maybe a little bit more witty. Definitely more witty than Joey. Joey, not a, if we're doing an IQ test or if this was about IQ, we, it would go the all other way. Got, but all he's got to, he doesn't need to be witty. All he's got to do is, how you doing? That's all he's got to <laughs> say. That's, it's always worked for him. It's great. Good for him. Uh, do you agree? Is it Joey or who are you going with in, in that one? I, I So I guess at six out of ten, honestly, I'm giving it to Barney because he's like more vicious and he's like going to be like, Almost like Dennis Reynolds from Sonny in that, like, he's going to be, like, manipulating situations in order to, if, it, if it's if it's out of a 10 thing, if it's, like, if they're, if it was a game, like, somehow. So, so then, these women are walking, let's go, let's go into further depth. If these women are walking in, they do not know oh, their boy. characters. Like, do they know their characters? Because I feel like if someone's watched How I Met Your Mother, which I can't say that I've watched every single season, I've seen episodes um they they know that he's kind of slimy whereas joey you know he likes he likes to date around but he's not exactly the slime ball that barney is i guess i think i think what i think barney's playing more numbers so like he's he's there's probably more rejections but maybe i don't know i don't know i i i'm still going in terms of, all right so success rate in terms of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Uh, we're talking about rejections versus this is, see, this is getting way too complicated. Well, we need to know, Doc. This is what we, this is why we have these pods, these discussions. We got to bring up all factors all right, here. It was, it was, all right, let's bring it back to my gut as everything is, <clears throat> goes, comes back to my gut. Um, uh, and I'm going to go with Barney. Okay. Yeah. Then gut reaction Barney. And, and also it's because, you know, I think, wait, this is a 2021 decision i think neil patrick harris's look holds up better than joey's who's like i can only picture him as you know 96 joey i don't know why but anyway that's my answer and i'm sticking to okay it. they just had the friends reunion joey looked old but not too bad uh again we got to refer to them as ca- as characters because if it was real life i don't think nph is showing up for uh to get the girl no <laughs> not yeah. not his flavor of ice cream yeah um, all right, so I kind of went the, so, more the on the other side uh, as far as – I liked your comedic spin on that. That was that was creative. Mine's just more of like, okay, these are maybe two of the biggest womanizers, for lack of a better term, in cinematic and in, I guess in TV history. I'm going James Bond versus Don Draper. Who gets the girls out of those two? Oh, uh, that's a good comparison. Though. I mean, or it's a good – yeah, they're both dapper dudes – um, I'm going Bond just because the mystique, the air of mystique. Um, I, and I think this is my 2021 decision also. Okay. Um, cause Don Draper is just kind of a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> he is. from what I've seen, from what I've seen again, I I've actually, and, uh, this, you're going to, a lot of people give me a hard time for this. I haven't seen Mad Men all the way through. Well, but you, um, you get the concept so. of his character, though. I haven't seen yeah. How I Met Your yeah. Mother, but yeah. No, but I'm but in which Bond? Pierce Brosnan or Daniel Craig? or Whatever one. Pierce Brosnan, what, I think, is like basically the most handsome man that ever lived. Whatever like, one that is coming into your mind right now, and that would be for whoever. Yeah, Pierce, Pierce Brosnan is just way too dapper, man. He gets the girl. Okay. Or Pierce Brosnan as James Bond. I think I'm taking uh, yeah. Daniel Craig as my James Bond when I'm when I thought about this matchup. 
That being said, whether it's Pierce, Daniel, Connery, whoever, I'm still going with Don Draper. It doesn't seem like in any scenario, he walks into a room and it doesn't seem like any woman could ever resist him. I know this is, if we're talking 2021, I think Bond has a better chance because he's more of a, he's evolved over the years, whereas Don maybe had an awakening in that last episode or whatever, but Don's always going to be Don. He's going to be a mess. He's going to be kind of, uh, he's not going to be very loyal, that's for sure. But knowing, I think the women that got involved with him always knew that about him, and they yet they couldn't resist. And so that's why I'm going to go with, with Don Draper. I, I, I think John, yeah. ha- John Hamm versus Pierce Brosnan, I think that's a different story, I, like in real life. But if we're just yeah. strictly talking characters... I think uh, now I'm using your Barney. Now I'm using your Barney uh, argument. If it's just numbers, if we're just going to buy the stats, it's no, it's no doubt. It's done. Okay, moving on to uh, our next category. Um, I think I'm up first for serial killer showdown. Um, and so with serial killer, like I, I don't know. I felt like calling you, but every time I call you, like we talk too much and like don't have enough spontaneity as far as like, you know, I, I want to save it for the pod. So I actually went straight serial killer uh, in yeah. my matchup. I, I went Dexter versus Hannibal Lecter. Mm, nice. you, so okay. I, I feel like I took a risk because I, I feel like you haven't seen Dexter. Well, so I've, I dated a girl who's really into it. So I've seen a bunch of episodes and Maddie's been watching that since it's coming back, he's been catching up a little bit. I'm aware of the basic premise of the show and, uh, pretty pretty aware of uh how the characters interact like his sister's role and his dad's role and so i'm pretty aware of the character okay um and his his calc like his calculating nature for sure um but i don't know all right so this is if they're hunting each other this is like out in this is a movie and i'm definitely giving it to hannibal lecter um like hannibal lecter is driven by a more um, like archaic, not not not, or like a like an almost an innate drive. Like he's like the the he's like almost like trying to feed as opposed to uh, Dexter's like more um, satiating a, a you know an itch, if you will, like a yeah whatever's going on like in his his psyche and uh but doing it in a more moral way where so like Hannibal Lecter is if he's really out to get you and eat you like like I don't I, I just don't see that he doesn't have the hoops to jump that Dexter has to jump through good good points good points uh, so I'm just gonna play devil's advocate for Dexter here um if we're talking seasons one through six or whatever be, before the reboot he has the advantage in that he is part of the police force. He's part of the cops. So he has all the information. He would be in the position that, um, eh, I guess, what's her name? Um, Clarice was FBI. But he would be in a position of power to have the upper hand on. He'd be able to access the files on on him and kind of understand his um, uh, Lecter's, you know, personality and traits or whatever to prepare for this. Whereas Lecter would have to, he does all his of his research with the feet in in a, in the field, right? Uh, right. So, well, and he's more of a. I think he's more of a predator. Like, 
Oh, there's no doubt. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. But like we said, like there's still neither of these guys have died, and neither of these guys have. One of them has gotten caught. The other one has not. Lecter was he escaped though. He did right, but I'm saying like Dexter has still yet to have been caught. At least if he did get caught, then whoever caught him is is now dead. So I think Dexter's track record is even though he's a little bit more sloppy and not as uh, aggressive. I think that he, if we're just going by the numbers here, he on paper might be better. That being said, you can't. I, I think I'm with you. He's he doesn't have as much of a like an unfiltered killer instinct. And if anything, he's trying to filter that kill, killer instinct. Whereas Lecter, now that he's been caught, is just out and he's he's out for blood, literally. Yeah. Well, and I think if they're just focusing in, like, so they. It, these are good choices because they both are focus creatures, if you will, and that like once they focus in on someone, like that's the the route that they're going. Um, but I, yeah, no, we're in agreement in terms of like Hannibal's like. Um, also, like, he, he he's just uh, he's just got the killer. He he plays and he fights like he's got nothing to lose, and that's why he's, he's more going of an to animal. Win. He's he's almost more of an animal. Yeah, you know, like. True. Dexter's Dexter is more of like a evil scientist in a way, almost. Hmm. Um, he could outrun uh, him. Dexter could outrun him. He's in better shape, but yeah, not an evil scientist. That's a terrible comparison. But like, he's more. He's just. A, he's just. He's got more hoops. Like I said at the beginning, I think it, your argument that the police he has a police force going for him. I, I think he has that going against him. So okay. So um, let's see. Your serial so for mine, um, yeah, for mine, uh, not really too many segues between yours and mine. But so, who in a serial killer showdown would end up killing the other one? Uh, Anton Chigurh from No Country for Old Men. I almost want to stop you right there and, well, and say yes, yeah, whoever <laughs> you're going to say next. But no, go ahead. Uh, John Doe from the movie Seven. So Kevin Spacey's character from oh yeah uh, movie yeah. seven with Brad Pitt Brad Pitt and uh, Morgan Freeman and again you find out uh, m- much later on in the movie that Kevin Spacey's character is the anyway so stop there but anyways the, he's so calculating mm-hmm. to it to the the final final degree um, whereas Shigor is a little bit more of a uh, a spree killer in a way. Oh, like, he's almost just... That's a tough one, huh? A very tough one. Yeah, I'm going to go Shigor because I think it's just because I like his character more. Uh, yeah. He's got he's got the unfiltered stuff, yeah. unfiltered aspect. I think he's the creepier. Yeah, he's got nothing... He's got the nothing to lose factor. He doesn't give a shit. And he's tougher. He's definitely tougher than Spacey. Uh, and I think if it's just one on one, I think Spacey in the in the movie Seven used a lot of his resources. If we're just going mano a mano, whether that's you know if they're both in their elements, that's why setting is so important with 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 any one of these things. But if we're going one on one, it's it's definitely Shador. Like I'm that that would be my final answer. That's the gut. We're going gut reaction. That's what I'm going with. I think it would be it would come down to whether. All right, so I, I believe that John Doe, the seven character serial killer, would 
put him, put Shigor or find Shigor in a situation where he would have the upper hand. But Shigor, you're right, is tougher. And with like even all right, so if the, the seven guy got him in that situation that he planned it out and he got him there, he would make sure he would have to make sure he went for the the jugular or the the absolute kill because. Uh, Shigur has the ability to withstand the pain and then heal himself without cause, you know, raising any flags of going to the hospital. Because there's that scene where he, you know, he takes slugs to the leg and then just, you know, instead of even letting out a yell, he just goes in, you know, he runs away first yeah. off. But so, anyways, and then repairs himself. But he, he, so the John Doe character, I think, is my choice because of his calculating nature, but. Again, he would he would absolutely have to he would have to kill on first strike or else, you know, he's he's dealing with a force of nature essentially. I'm I'm going with Shigor only because of like you said like we said with Hannibal Lecter, it's that animal nature, and like you said, pain he, he almost doesn't feel it. It's almost just like an inconvenience. He's like, oh shit, my leg doesn't work now. Not I have a bullet in my leg. Help me. So I think. You could you could put you know five six bullets in him before he actually stopped coming at you. Like yeah, he's style. just so dis- he's just so dissociated. Like yeah, what his drive as opposed to you know his his body. Yeah. Anyways, so let's move on to the final category. I actually want you to go uh, first so then I can wrap it up because this is one I struggled with enough. I hope I don't have to audible, but let, well, I'll let you go first. Okay. So, uh, you know, the, we never like to get too political on this podcast. But that being said, I think it's not by saying anything that, that times right now are very divisive. And we need a president in our lives that can bring the whole United States back together. I can see you nice. smiling and, and, and uh, you know, I think you know where I'm going with this. So I, I went for a list, a long list of actors that played presidents in Wikipedia. And the, lo- the list is longer than you think. But the two that I kind of narrowed, narrowed down on um, was Harrison Ford in Air Force One as President James Marshall. Or Bill Pullman as Thomas J. Whitmore in Independence Day. <laughs> so did I don't I, know. Did, I, I te- did I text this to you beforehand? No. Did I say... I, I must have it in my notes, um, like Bill Pullman as as the president from Independence Day. I swear, I promise you, was in my notes with possible uh, people for this for so this category. Needing a new uh, president to bring us all together. First off, these guys, these actors themselves, have presidential names. Harrison Ford and William Pullman sound like they could be running for office. But then, I mean, their characters on top of it are just other just waspy names, James Marshall and Thomas Whitmore. So, I mean, if you were to tell someone who didn't know who any of those guys, name name the actor's name versus name who their character's name, I doubt anyone could tell you. Mr. President is their, is essentially their, their name in it. Like, yeah. is they're Gene... not going to say President William, you know what I mean? It's, they're just Mr. President. Is Gene <laughs> Hackman in both those movies? As like this general, no, Gene, I don't think, I don't think Gene Hackman's in either. Is he? Is he in Air Force One? Well, he's got the. I feel like there's like an old like general in both of them that are you know he's he's constantly undermining. Anyways, who do you yeah. got? Oh no, it's there's always the general who wants who really is desperate for nuclear war. Like he really <laughs> wants to be the one to push the the button for the nukes. 
like as like above all as if it's it's like his one drive in life is to start nuclear war with like whatever like whatever <laughs> aliens so my my choice between the two though is it's tough uh which one would i want to have come to life let's see but you know the the mr president from the the independence day um bill pullman's character i feel like is uh kind of the moderate um but also like he's you know he's got the military background i don't know i just like it's a gut thing i i think we need a good orator and he that speech that he gives you know I, i i i think we need a president who is more uh eloquent and uh you know articulates himself a bit better or herself uh but in this case it's um uh, i gotta say i I, i'm looking for a a classic presidential speech one of which i haven't gotten a pullman's character from independence day solely for his his ability to speak his public speak okay i'll take a man of action and i'm gonna take harrison ford for just the opposite reason just to just to have an opposite I think Harrison Ford just sounds like a president name too. So president, I'm sorry, no, no, James Marshall. I'm going James Marshall. All right, who do you got? So uh, my fictional characters that we want to bring to life. Are you going to bring to life Batman, Bruce Wayne, or Superman, the alien? So it's eventually, essentially, are you going to bring to life a vigilante who has like pretty good taste in terms of who he's going after and bringing down some corruption or are you going to introduce the alien to the world who also wants like these and stuff but it would essentially bind us together um i'm going i'm going gut feeling i'm going batman because superman if superman so got would a, you want a vigilante or an alien so i'm gonna go with the vigilante batman just because if okay. if any if at any point either one of them went bad, there's no stopping Superman, and if if he be, he could become with the in the wrong hands or with the wrong influence, he could end the world. Whereas Batman, I feel like we could gang up against him. He's only he's only a man. He's only a man, and so we could take him down. So that type that like the Superman that type of power in the world. No, that would scare me too much because he would have the upper hand. He would almost be God on Earth. Whereas Batman, if he ever got out of check, I, I like what he's doing. But if he ever got one off the rails, we could contain him. So Batman. It doesn't surprise me that you don't choose the alien having an alien <laughs> actually exist. But um, Phil has a classic fear of uh, extraterrestrials. Um, but no, I, I think, but so what about the idea that it would unite us as humans to know that there's another race out there? It's like, oh, okay, then it, we are one man. Uh, of a superior race? Like that. It would be, a, yeah, the, to know that. Just, uh, w- no. Then, you don't think that would be better for the world to, for there to be like a, like a, like, and he's peaceful. It's like, you know what I mean? Superman doesn't want to harm anybody. Uh, yeah, but if there's a if there's a million of them, then he might. Uh, and or if he just yeah, gets in the wrong hands, if if all it would take all it would take if one of them, if one person from that race or Superman got corrupt, what the hell are we gonna do? <clears throat> the guy can reverse he can reverse the world's cycle, like he can tur- like. There's no killing him. I mean, you get some kryptonite. I mean, kryptonite. Uh, 
mining would become a thing. I don't know. They, they'd find a way. And plus, there's always going to be that one military general who is just totally prepared for nuclear war. So he's going to use his hand is trembling over that button. So, you know, we, we, we have that in our defense. Well, yeah, but, uh, but that, but that, that but no, so you heard it here first, Phil. Well, Phil endorses uh, vigilantism. So, okay. That's sure. all I wanted to know. Well, if he's going after the guys, again, if, if that vigilante gets out of hand, then we can stop him. Superman, you can't stop him. Bruce Wayne would just fly away. He would just, you'd find him in a cafe halfway across the world just sipping on macchiato. Yeah, but Bruce, Bruce Wayne would have to get in a flight or the Batmobile in order to do that. Superman could just do it. It's just too scary. All right. So I think that brings us to the end. Did you have any like honorable mentions or anything that you wanted to go over? No, that last one was the hardest one for me to come up with and to answer. Um, I think you would have, for the serial killer one, I knew you liked Anton Chigurh. So I basically, I, it was coming up with someone who could, who could rival him. So that was a difficult one for me. Yeah. Um, and I had... I, I ones that I didn't choose were Patrick Bateman from uh Oh yeah. Uh Psycho and then uh or I mean American Psycho and then uh the natural born killers, Mickey and Mallory from you know, Woody Harrelson and yeah. uh Juliette Lewis. So they would come as a pair, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of Woody Harrelson connects here, a lot of Christian Bale and a lot of uh a lot of Will Ferrell on this podcast. My assassins one, I kind of wanted to do the whole female thing, but I, I don't think I could find anyone who was more lethal than Beatrice Kiddo. So I, it, I think no matter Black what, Widow maybe, yeah, maybe but Black she's, Widow from she's, the Avengers. Yeah, she's borderline like a superhero, whereas Beatrice, I wanted to kind of keep that playing field level. Like obviously, if you did like Super or Wonder Woman versus her, then yeah, she'd have a chance. But she's got like, you know what I mean. I was trying to make it similar like who else would be in that world that would be able to rival Beatrice and I just couldn't come up with that you, yeah any, any no, thoughts? I, I got you I got you yeah um so the, the the one I had fun with though in the uh, was the hunk one so Joey and Barney I thought was fun but I gotta give it was a great props to Maddie for that um the we were trying to come up with uh Vince from Entourage or um, him or again, you want to come up with like someone relative. So we did like Leo and Catch Me If You Can or some like so. But I, that hence why I didn't, I couldn't find somebody to match Vince. Yeah, um, Vince. But is, then I, Vince would take Leo in that. No, yeah, we don't. So, but Vince, like, I wanted to find someone comparable. So I thought that Joey and Barney, and then, uh, but I also wanted. To, I thought about doing like a bit of a the Kevorkian one. So like. Will Ferrell and the other guys, or like Dirk Diggler from Boogie uh, Nights. You know how Will Ferrell is? He's like amazing. He's got that like with from Seinfeld that Kevorkian. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Like he, there's a stink on him that ladies just they don't know why they like him. They just do. Yeah, exactly. But but no, I don't. I think Joey and Barney. Like again, you want you want them to be somewhat comparable characters when comparing them. Right, so right. You don't want someone, you know, it's not as entertaining where someone just steals the show. Gotcha. But those are really my honorable mentions. I This is just always a fun one, and you guys, you guys definitely look forward to, like, the social media. This this always gives us, the either or is always gives us a ton of opportunity online for you guys to uh, to give your 
uh, your input, and uh, which we always appreciate. So keep letting us know, keep listening, and uh, Dog, you got anything to close out? Dog, I think you said it all. We can end it there. Have a good one, homie. Peace. Paper slamming the stapler.